With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Pick and Roll, the NBA betting show on the board, YouTube channel, and all podcast networks. This is, of course, the NBA content division of the Hammer Betting Network. And we are back after Friday's sweep to bring you some more NBA discussion and betting talk, as we always do every weekday morning around 11.20 a.m. Eastern time. A lot of stuff moved right before the show, so a little bit delayed. We thank you for the patience on the live. But we are going out here again today, again, looking to follow up what was such a good day on Friday, uh, waiting for the screen to load up here so we can reveal. But um, as that's loading, let's talk uh, about the three plays overall. We'll go to the first one, DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul on their overs. Chris Paul hits it relatively easily. DeAndre Ayton almost was a victim of a blowout. Can you explain the late game situation from that Phoenix bet? So just for everyone understand that like Pacers were 2.5 favorites in that game and they were down 27 in the fourth. And five thankfully Pacers made a run and cut down to 16 with five minutes left and they needed Aiton on the floor. He had 18 through three quarters so he wasn't paid to clear this easily. And yeah, Aiton was expected to come back with eight minutes left, but it was a huge spread. So he came back with five minutes left and scored two buckets. And yeah, we avoided another another hook. <laughs> so that, that was great. Yeah. And, and then the second one was OKC. We had the plus 13 and a half. Um, Shea easily covers his point line as well. I believe OKC just outright won this game. Uh, this was another, this was just a, a smash on this one. This one was an easy cover. Yeah, I, I think OKC won by double digits at the end. So it was like completely like on point saying that Portland, he didn't have anything to do with being favored in that game. And the final play, Giannis, back-to-back nights in Los Angeles, back-to-back nights where he cashes on and over this one, he had 35 to cover the 33 and a half. Was this just a, an average Giannis game? Would you say? Yeah, but I'll actually also say like everything that everything went as expected. Single coverage, he 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 did great. But another game, Clippers were I think two points favorite coming into this game, and it was a blowout. So Giannis left with four minutes left and covered it. In 30 minutes, he scored 35 points in 30 minutes. So, yeah, it was like that. He, I was scared of a blowout. He hit 33, and then he got fouled, and then he had only one free throws and fifth free throws, and he made both. So, it's easy cover considering that it was a blowout. Scoring 35 points in a blowout is like massive. Yes. So very good stuff there. A three and no day. We're looking to follow that up today. Three official picks coming your way. 
Uh, I was speaking to the people in the chat right before we got started on the stream today, and I said uh, it's a good opportunity for a good week here because so many players moving around the league, which provides a little bit more uncertainty. You were mentioning last week that the, the market has become a bit more efficient or a lot more efficient. Well, that's probably going to go away this week as we learn about what new players' roles are going to be and maybe how people are going to fit into new situations. We talked in the Thursday stream for the trade deadline about maybe Colin Sexton going up in points, and he showed that against the Raptors on Friday night. But what I was saying to the chat is that uncertainty provides opportunity to sports betters because as a sports better, I would say one of the biggest things you're looking for is line movement, and you're looking for positive CLV. And in the current state where there's so much uncertainty, lines are going to move so much that there's a big opportunity to find profitable situations because the sports books don't know. But if you can find an edge, if you can find a certain matchup that you like, you can see big line movement. It's a bit of a misconception. I'll provide a, an example for preseason. Preseason, people think it's so difficult to handicap and that like it's very degenerate to bet on preseason. But you see the biggest line movements in preseason because things change so quick. Maybe a, a full starting unit isn't going to be playing. It's just going to be the bench unit. That provides opportunity for handicappers. So that's what I mean when I say uh, uncertainty uh, provides opportunity. And we're going to be looking for that today. Do you uh, have any – do you agree at all with what I'm saying, Pips? Yeah, I mean, when – when there is uncertainty, books don't know how to set the lines, and it will the line will settle in a couple of hours. But the first couple of hours of them releasing the lines, there will be like a ton of value, and if you can get money down, it's always great. But yeah, so we're looking to do that here with three official bets. Uh, we're gonna try something a little bit different today with revealing them. I'm gonna go through all the bets. And then we are going to then go through the explanation, <clears throat> excuse me, the explanation for those bets. So what we're trying to circumvent here is uh, past two shows, we've had stuff move off of the line while we've been talking. We want to avoid that as much as possible. So we're going to give all three bets initially. Uh, I will say, though, and preface this by saying that to, a lot of the time uh, books move off of this action, books move off of the stuff we reveal. So if we're talking for a while and we get to the third bet and like, 15, 20 minutes, it could move off of that number at the time. We want you to get all three before we get started on talking. But if you do want to wait for the explanation just to hear and you don't just want to bet blindly, that is also okay. But uh, fair warning to that information. But with three official bets, first of all, we are going to Rockets at Sixers and we are going to an Alperin Shengun under, a rare under on Shengun. Shengun is one of the, the best players, I think, for us to be betting on on this show. But we are going with the under. 30 and a half points, rebounds, and assists, which is minus 110 at Bet MGM. The second play, we are going to a, a territory battle, if you will, as the Brooklyn Nets visit the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. A big overhaul with the Brooklyn Nets, but they are still a fun team here. Mikhail Bridges, a big reason why we're going with Mikhail Bridges over 16 and a half points, and we are pairing it with another brand new Brooklyn Net. Spencer Dinwiddie to go over three and a half assists. That is minus 110 at Bet MGM. And the third play is going to be Wendell Carter Jr. against Nikola Vucevic. Two guys who were traded for each other, maybe in an ill-fated attempt to boost their team in Chicago. But Orlando is in town in the Witty City. We're going with Wendell Carter Jr. 
over 11 and a half points and pairing that with Nikola Vucevic also on an over going with over 29 and a half points, rebounds and assists, which is minus 120 at DraftKings. So those are the three plays. Here are the explanations, starting with the Shengun play. Pips, you're going against Alprin Shengun. Why don't you let us know why? So there is so many, so many things that goes under for, for this play. I'll start firstly with saying that he's under this line in six out of the last seven games, and only over was against the Kings in crazy game with 260 points. So, so six unders in the last seven games. He also, this is like difficult spot for defending Embiid. So he's usually foul prone. So he could get into foul trouble against Embiid. Another one is 13.5 spread for the 76ers. And this could easily be a blowout because Houston on the road just isn't the same team. And interesting fact. So in the 22 games, that Houston lost by 10 or more points, Alper and Shengun hit over only in one game. So 22, 21 out of the 22 games, when Houston Rockets lost by 10, Shengun stayed under. That's 95% unders when Houston lose by 10 or more points. And as I said, we have 13.5 spread. Additional stuff is on the road, Shengun is under in 22 out of 26 games. So that's 85% unders on the road games. And I think he's like 50% at home. So being under uh, under in 85 on the road is huge. And additional stuff is they already play this season. This team's played this season. And it was an overtime game. And Shengun played 35 minutes so he didn't have foul trouble. It wasn't a blowout. He get the full minutes, and he and he had 17 PRAs against the MB. So this bet, like on paper, looks like a perfect, perfect spot to bet the PRA unders for Alpha and Shingu. So good stuff on that first play. Unfortunately, going against our guy, but when there's value there, got to take it. Moving to the second play, going with uh, the Bridges and Dinwiddie play in the Knicks. And Nets game. So the one one of the interesting facts was like I was like trying to figure out what will be the Michael Mikhail Bridges usage at the Nets, and he just continued this, the exact same usage that he had over the last ten games for the Phoenix Suns. So he had twenty seven percent usage first game from the Nets. He had twenty seven percent usage. He covered this line pretty easily, but he had. I would say like below average shooting night for him. He scored 23 points in a more difficult matchup. Uh, so we are going to to bet him over. He is usually like the 15 to 25 percent, uh, 15 to 25 five points guy. He's very consistent. He rarely has like weak showings, and this team lacks. Offense, their defense is amazing, but they need. I think Mikel could actually, throughout the end of the season, became the first scoring option for this team. An interesting spot is that he scored 20, 21 or more points in seven straight games. So, yeah, he's on a great wow. role. Yeah, yeah, he Mikel is just shooting great, shooting a ton, 
He's, he shot like 18 over these seven games. He shot 18 or more field goals attempts in, in six. And the one that he didn't, he got to the line. So, like, everything looks great. Nick's defense is on the wings, like defending shooting guard and small forward is below average. They allow a ton of threes, especially in transition, which is like they are weak transition defense. And Mikhail is one of the best transition guys in the league. He's just going for the layups, getting to cuts, shooting threes. So great spot for him. And Spencer Dinvidi, two games with the Nets, six and six assists. First game with, without Mikhail and and Cam uh, Johnson, he needed to do a lot on, on the offense. So he he didn't he, he did have uh, six assists, but in the second game he was even more of a playmaker. First game he scored 25 points on high usage. Last game he only took 10 field goal attempts, and he created 15 potential assists. Only six. Ended up with with the with actual assist, but getting 3.5 on, on this is great. And I think with the, like they're playing small minutes to Simmons. Ben Simmons played I think 17 minutes. So if Dinwiddie is like main primary ball handler for like 32 to 34 minutes against the Knicks, he should be able to clear four assists easily. A good spot there. Let's move to our third official play, and that is the Wendell Carter Vucevic matchup between the Magic and the Bulls. Yeah, Take it so, away. Just a second. So we are betting a same game parlay uh, for for the two guys that were, that were traded one for another. So I'll just read the numbers since the trade for Wendell Carter. So he played seven games against the Bulls since the trade. And he has average of 20 points over those seven games. And it's he scored 19 or more points in six out of the last seven. And the only game he didn't cover was the last game this season where he scored 11 points in a blowout. He didn't play uh, four quarter minutes, so he was on a way to cover even in that game. So I think this is a great spot for Wendell Carter. And Vucevic, I don't know if you... like paid attention to DeMar DeRozan, but he has, like, the lowest usage month over the last three seasons. Yep. Like, he he's just not shooting. And that result with Vucevic having one of the... a huge increase. So, uh, throughout the season, he had 21% usage, Nikola Vucevic, and he's up to 24 point... over 24. So, like, three more percent usage. And for that's huge for Vucevic. And we usually make fun of this guy and over the season and yeah. like that, that he's not good. But Nikola Vucevic is shooting uh, 60% through shooting. That's like two and a half points above uh, league average. He's playing so, well. He's playing well lately. Yeah. He, he, he had a terrible start to the season. Like first two months were very poor. He shot like 30% from the three. Thirty-three percent. So, and since then he he was amazing, and yeah, he's getting more shots. He's shooting better. He's getting like over the last twenty games, he averaged almost fourteen rebounds a game, like thirteen point six rebounds. He's getting assists four 
four or more assists. So they are playing through him a lot. So over the last over the last uh, two months, over the last 20 games, his average is 38, 38 PRIs, 0.3 bounce and assist, and getting this line against the his ex team that he crushed in the last game. He he had an amazing game against the against the Magic in the last game. He had 45. So in the last game he had 45. So two games against the Magic this season he had 37 and 45 PRIs. So yeah, that's just great. And they Lavin will have Gary Harris matchup, and that's difficult. Around the Magic are doing great, are, are defending guards. Mm-hmm. They allow a ton of threes, and Demar DeRozan is not a three-point shooter, so not a great spot for Demar either. So, yeah, then they'll need to go to the Vucic a lot. All right, good to know. Uh, there's a comment here from Drasco, and he says, uh, Vucevic is not the correct pronunciation. So <laughs> maybe you can enlighten myself in chat on on the right way to pronounce Vucevic, unless that, that is yeah, how it I is. Yeah, I mean, that's my language. Like, it's, it's Vucevic. But I know it's difficult for you. It's, it's Nikola. Vucevic, so it's yeah, pronounced to see a yeah, bit more. Okay, yeah. well, I, it's like that's, that's it's fine. Like Luka, it's like Dulka Doncic mm-hmm. and Bogdanovic. So it's it's these letters like C. So more emphasis on certain letters is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll keep that in mind for uh, Vucevic uh, in the future. I hope I, yeah. I did that one correctly. You did um, like like you are from Balkan, so. I I think I think I watch enough soccer that I ha- there's so many like like Balkan players where I I kind yeah. of have some pronunciations down. Yeah. So good yeah. to know on that one. I I don't like pronouncing players' names incorrectly. But uh, we want to move to a discussion piece here. I guess we'll throw it to uh, something we're talking about with the Brooklyn Nets in the second play with Dinwiddie and with, with Bridges. And I think what a lot of people have not quite focused on enough after KD's departure is that Brooklyn are still a good basketball team. Now, they don't have any star players here, but I think this is an opportunity like, like let's say about the New Orleans Pelicans. After they traded Anthony Davis, a lot of the guy, a lot of players went there. They were a deep team, and sure, they added in Zion, but they've had a lot of players really get to next levels, like Brandon Ingram in a role where he can be a more of a focal point than he was in L.A. The Brooklyn Nets are 33-23. and 23. They're seven and a half games back of the top spot, and they have a three-game cushion on the play in position. So, Pips, uh, are NBA fans sleeping on the Brooklyn Nets? Are they better than they're being made out to be here? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they lack offensive, like, the guy. They lack, they lack the guy on the offense, but their defense is amazing. Like, I just can't wait to see a, a unit of, I, I mean, like, it's difficult to put that unit out there, but... So we, we could have Ben Simmons, Mikael Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, and Nicholas Claxton. That's like 99% of defense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that will be amazing. And it still works on the offense. And actually, in the last game, Ben Simmons didn't put any great stats. But he played decent. Like He was better than he was the entire season. He was just driving, kicking for the, for the guys. And it worked pretty well. He had like a couple of hockey assists. Like he didn't get actual assists, but he made the impact. And yeah, I, I love the, this team on defense. They are hustling. And on offense, they lack 
a big guy, but everyone can shoot. So you, you just need the rim pressure on this team. And like you have so many great shooters on that team. Like I'll just like go through a couple. So Mikael Bridges, Dorian Finney Smith, Cameron Johnson, Royce O'Neill, Joe Harris, and Seth Curry. Like probably the best shooters in the league on the one place. Like <laughs> you have eight out of the top 25 shooters in one team. So it, it's it's amazing. I, I remember with either last week or two weeks ago, we talked about teams that are young and are just fun. Like they don't have a lot of expectation. They just go out there and play. I think that's what we have here with the Brooklyn Nets. So I think this is a great opportunity for players like Bridges, who with Devin Booker being injured, we've seen him kind of take a different level offensively that maybe I would say myself, I, I didn't expect. I'm sure the efficiency has fallen a bit, but with more reps like that, I could see Bridges turning into um, not quite an all-star player, but like a friend, like that fringe all-star tier if he's not there already. So I think this is a great opportunity for a player like him. And what's great is they already have a bit of that cushion in a playoff spot. I think NBA fans kind of treat the all-star break and trade deadline like the halfway point, but we're way past halfway in the NBA season. So with a good coach, it seems, with Jack Vaughn, with good players, if they can get them to gel, this could be an exciting team. Um, let's quickly dive into another piece here. We wanted to talk about the Western Conference. And are the Suns, after this trade, the best team in the West? Do you think they are They are the team to beat? They've surpassed everybody just by acquiring Kevin Durant. Uh, I think the West is still wide open. But if I need to choose one team, I will probably go with, with them. But... I have problems with Denver uh, Nuggets playing away on the road, but if they end up as the number one seed, it could help them because they 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 were terrible on the low, on the road and yeah. So, but I think it's 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 interesting. Like we could see like Memphis and we could see like Denver and Phoenix Suns. So mm-hmm. I'll say that's that that I think it's not like clear. For the Phoenix Suns, but saying that they are favorites to go out from the West is like okay statement. So completely like understandable. Yes. Denver, one of the best home court advantages in the league because of the altitude there. It it does make a difference. You can see it with their home record, their home and away splits. Phoenix, they're the best team. It's just do they have enough time to get everything together? Health is going to be a big question. Like Booker hasn't been healthy. KD, there's always the question marks there. Chris Paul. Every year he gets injured in the playoffs. Do they have enough cover uh, for quick, that point? Quick, quick, quick question. Uh, Clippers getting Westbrook. Oh, I like they didn't like John Wall, so I don't know. Like Westbrook's probably better than John, but like I, I just don't yeah. like that fit. Yeah. I don't like that fit at all. Um, one thing we uh, have, I, I, I kind of like it. Like I kind of like it. Like he can create stuff for Kawhi and Paul George, but. Yeah, we'll need to have a Westbrook that shoots 10 or less field goal per game. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. Like, I think they will be better with him than without him. Okay, so, I think that's yeah. fair because I don't think they did enough to get a point guard on that line. They so much creativity. Like, they lack point through point guards. Even for 20 minutes, they need. But then they need to play him in the crunch time, and that's that's when it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think they should have gotten a better point guard. Uh, like yeah. I like Bones, but he's just he, he just shoots the ball. He's he's a big he's a big time volume shooter. He's not. Like I don't like point guard I either. don't like Bones. So I know yeah. you don't like him, but yeah. um. All right, 
Uh, I think that's enough. Uh, let's wrap up the show. We'll go through the recap of the three plays. Uh, different format for today. Uh, got some feedback here from Casey that he enjoys the new format or, or they enjoy the new format here. So we really appreciate that. Um, hopefully there's something that we can stick with going forward. But the three plays for today, first of all, Alfred Shengun under 30 and a half points, rebounds and assists, which is minus 110 bet MGM. Second of all, we're going to the Nets and Knicks. Kale Bridges over 16 and a half points paired with Spencer Dinwiddie over three and a half assists, also minus 110 at bet MGM. Final play of the day in the Magic and Bulls game. The two players who were traded for each other involved here, and we're going over on both. Wendell Carter Jr. over 11 and a half points. Nikola Vucevic over 29 and a half points, rebounds and assists, minus 120 at FanDuel. All the explanations, you can catch those earlier on in the video uh, in the live stream if you are not there for that. But we appreciate everybody for tuning into Pick and Roll today. Remember to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you've enjoyed the content and been catching this season. Friday was a really nice 3-0 day. Let's hope to have more from today. And as always, we will see you tomorrow for more from the show on Pick and Roll. (laughs) 